A preview of the Super Bowl in the US tomorrow. Our time coming up shortly. Excitement seems to have reached fever pitch. We cel- we celebrate uh, supreme sporting moments, but they don't happen for most of us. And would all the exercise required be worth it? A study of American footballers found they're five and a half times more likely than others their age to have atrial fibrillation, which can cause an irregular heartbeat and can raise the risk of having a heart attack or stroke. The orthodoxy of exercise science is being challenged in a study out of Finland. The claim is that vigorous exercise does not necessarily help you live longer and too much as well as too little may even accelerate the ageing process. What will help you live longer is living healthily, not necessarily that vigorously. This would seem to be somewhat at odds with numerous studies over decades that proclaim the benefits of exercise for health. And there's no denying that. But in tandem with it is the assumption that if you work out more, you'll have a longer life. What these researchers did was look at the lives of 11,000 pairs of same-sex twins, 22,000 people over a 45-year period. Comparing the different exercise levels of twins showed purportedly that, yes, for example, exercise can help prevent type 2 diabetes when combined with dieting. But there was no convincing evidence that lengthened lifespans or caused any individual twins, if you can put it that way, to live shorter lives if they didn't exercise a lot but were healthy enough. The inference is that you do need some exercise to live a long and healthy life. Those just not physically active at all were 20% more likely to die across those 45 years. You need to move your body. But the inference also is that exertion, that kind of exertion of just movement, can be modest, moderate, not strenuous. The most active, the most active among us were 1.8 years older biologically than just active people. The fact is most important were healthy habits and diet and a good family social environment. Well, that's quite a long summation. Dr. Laura Yoensor is with the University of Uvascula and its Faculty of Sport and Health Sciences. Her interests are in genetic epidemiology, fitness and health. She's the co-author of this new research. Hello, Laura. Hello. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for coming on. Now, I saw on Twitter, on X that you were saying it's been hard to get this paper published. There's resistance to what you call disruptive science. And I thought that was a good point to mention at the start. But at the, at the same time, the paper has won a, a sports medicine prize in Finland and major media have picked it up, up on it in Europe. So there is a lot of interest in your paper, I think, Laura. Yes, this is correct. Um well, o- always the research involves a very rigorous uh, review process. So I don't know if this is any different from that. We've learned to argument very well <laughs> during these uh, <laughs> processes with our papers um, and try to really provide enough evidence for the reviewers to uh, convince them of our findings. This paper also won this National Finnish uh, Science Award. So that was the reason why the media picked it up. And you found that when it came to living longer, uh, the ones who exercised most didn't necessarily outlive the ones who were healthy but didn't exercise as much. Yeah, well, that was... uh, 
a finding of one of our other studies. This exactly we compared the monozygotic twins, that is identical twins, uh, of which one exercised more and the other was uh, more sedentary. Mm. And we didn't find uh, differences in their uh, mortality rates. Laura, analysis of blood samples was relevant here, both the least and most active groups in society that you studied showed signs of more advanced biological aging than those all those people in the middle, if you like. So what does this mean, that exercising too hard may send you to an earlier grave, uh, 1.8 years earlier on average? You'll wear yourself out, possibly. Yeah, in this study we had the chance to use these um, epigenetic clocks that are uh, markers of biological aging and you are correct we found that uh, both in the very most sedentary um, participants and the most highly active ones those were the groups where uh, their biological aging was uh, accelerated but then we considered these other healthy lifestyles and only the highly active ones had the accelerated aging observed and this is a uh, rather new finding, a novel finding, and may require further investigation. But um, at least based on these metrics that we used, it, it might be so that uh, too much exercise uh, is not uh, optimal and most be- beneficial for your health. It doesn't mean that it's, it's, uh, it, it couldn't be changed, the situation. Okay. I'll get to how much exercise. Obviously, millions and millions of people don't follow the WHO exercise guidelines and in fact I think the 150 minutes recommended of vigorous exercise a week raises you above the sedentary level but active is actually 450 minutes of exercise a week. How many people do you think would actually achieve that because that's important for this discussion isn't it? Yes, I checked the latest data, 1.4 million billion adults, which is approximately every third adult, um, do not meet these recommendations, so quite a substantial group of people. And then I checked uh, specifically the New Zealand's uh, status, and ah. it was a bit higher than the global average, which, which was uh, the fo- uh, 45% of uh, New Zealand adults do not meet this uh, World Health Organization guidelines at the moment. Okay, that's interesting. What? Okay, let's get down to details. What amount of exercise would you regard as moderate uh, and still healthy, but not too vigorous? Yeah, as we discussed that if uh, too much exercise is not actually beneficial, every individual might have their own uh, re- moderate uh, activity level, with, which would... Uh, produce most health benefits. It doesn't mean that uh, with physical activity, you could, couldn't gain any health benefits. And there is actually a lot of good science evidence from randomized controlled trials, uh, which show that with exercise, you can gain fitness and functional capacity and mental well-being, for example. And physical activity might not bring more years to life, but it might bring more year, more life to those years. And this is an important, important message to remember. Yes, it's a nice quote. But for people listening, it doesn't necessarily solve 
the issue of how much exercise should I do to stay healthy yeah. and and live long. And okay, look, we'll we'll get back to that. But the implication here is that exercising vigorously may not reduce the risk of cancer or cardiovascular disease. That is from reportage of your study in one of the UK newspapers. You're not making this claim, I think, actually. But given that many people die prematurely from cancer and heart disease, can't we infer that? Can't we conclude that if you're right? Because if you're not exercising much, but you'll still live a long life compared with people who do exercise a lot, then you're not succumbing to disease either. Yeah, there might be this reverse causality that the more uh, healthy participants are also more active and then uh, therefore they don't die as early as the other ones. So I, I cannot give you a, a straight answer. What, what is the role of physical activity in, in cancer and and um, cardiovascular disease mortality because we looked only um, the all-cause mortality. Okay, so you found what you found. I understand. Yes. Yeah. I was reading about the pioneering study into the benefits of exercise conducted in London uh, years and years and years ago. Bus conductors who moved about a bit were less likely to die of heart disease than the drivers who were sat down, obviously. And it was the same with the people who delivered the mail as opposed to the people who just sorted it. So if you and your colleague Anna are right... A healthy person might have more energy and choose to be out on the streets or looking after passengers on a bus rather than sitting down. I mean, the exercise is good, but it's a byproduct of an already healthy lifestyle. That's the inference here, yeah? So there is a bit of that kind of uh, genetic basis also in, in our behaviour. What interests me about this is that you do meet people who say that they can't exercise vigorously without their bodies saying stop you know they get sick in some way they overtax their resources they deplete their immunity or whatever but they can nevertheless live busy lives so the question is whether all of us are born to cope with 150 minutes a week and perhaps many people are not they're not necessarily lazy or overweight they don't have a medical diagnosis uh, they can be active, but not necessarily at the gym or out running. I mean, maybe they can do 75 minutes a week, not 150. That was what I was interested in after reading your study. Yeah, that is an interesting question. Um, yeah, it, it could also somehow reflect what um, people think that is exercise. Like from the body's perspective, any physical activity is just any uh, activity that... Uh, is um, demanding energy so it can be uh, that kind of social and active life and not necessarily going to the gym yes you may be born with you know a 95 percent uh, active life gene and someone else may be one of your colleagues maybe have a 75 percent active life gene that's the kind of uh, yes. scenario I was conjuring with. All right. And this is the blue zones theory, isn't it? That being physically busy is very advantageous. But then we're also told that exercise on top of just moving your body confers benefits. And you're saying, yeah, uh, it may, it, is, it does, but you won't live longer. That's your proposition in this study. Well, at least we didn't find evidence in our in our cohort that 
those ones who were more active lived longer. It has been uh, uh, rather difficult to find causal evidence supporting physical activity, promoting uh, longevity. An analysis of um, blood data showed that those who did the least exercise had the oldest biological age, but so did those who worked out 